what's up hybrids welcome back to another episode of the phantom hybrid podcast this is hanako and i have the whole crew with me today anthony Lori, mike and casey and we are discussing episode five of loki and let me tell you so tonight we were actually supposed to be recording to talk about another show and after I would say maybe the first 10, 15 minutes of watching Loki today while I was on my lunch break at work, I was like, yo, um, I know we're supposed to talk about such and such show, but y'all, we got to talk about Loki. Lori hadn't seen it. Mike hadn't seen it. They were like, okay, well, Lori wasn't sure she was going to get to it today. And since we were supposed to talk about another show, Mike hadn't watched it. And then afterwards, Lori was like, oh, I can actually talk about it. I can actually watch it tonight. So we can talk about it if we want. And then Mike puts in the uh, group chat, nine minutes in, he was like, okay, yeah, I see why you want to talk about this show. Oh my God. I mean, I've never, in one scene, you see like five, I, I saw three or four things where that like, I was like, yo, 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 yo. Oh my God. Lori got her wish. For what she wanted to see <laughs> <laughs> it was a frog door but i think alligator loki um comes a close pretty close uh you know all all i know is that my husband was setting up my fans he walks in he sees them throw the alligator looking he's like what because he isn't he's behind two episodes he was like oh oh we gotta watch this <laughs> It was surreal. This is this is one of the most surreal episodes. Like seeing right? like fifty different Lokis in one place was just weird. And two Tom Hiddlestons. We saw two, <laughs> two Tom. That was, Hiddlestons. I will never ever complain <laughs> about seeing two Tom Hiddlestons. Ever. <laughs> and the old school Loki costume. It was just. It it was like I said. I I I thought it was. Thought it wasn't. It was. I you know I've been down on these episodes, but this one is not bad. It is not bad at all. Yeah, I was actually worried after I think it was the third episode that I was kind of, that kind of let me down a little bit, but yeah, I mean Tom Hiddleston wasn't lying. Episode four and five are like, yeah, yeah, this game changers like for real, like holy shit. Yeah, so get it into the episode. The episode starts out and we're seeing various different scenes. We get this upside down shot of the TVA, which if you think about it, pretty much describes life at the TVA right now. Like everything is topsy-turvy, maybe not for the analysts and the other people who are working there because they don't know everything that's going on. But, you know, we get this close up into the elevator doors and then we get into the timekeeper's chamber where, of course, last episode all kinds of chaos ensued you know sylvie and loki they're brought before the timekeepers we find out the timekeepers are fake loki has been pruned uh, mobius has been pruned so everything is kind of a mess right now and then you know we get another shot of this place where at the end of the last episode or the mid-credit scene from the last episode we see that loki is actually pruned but he is not dead he wakes up in this place that looks very um, chaotic, lots of destruction, looks like New York. You see this really big energy cloud, I guess is the best way to put it. And then, you know, Loki has woken up and he's got 
four Loki variants staring him in the face. So you get these two shots automatically at the beginning of the show. And it's kind of like, okay, what's going on? So Loki is like, okay, where am I? Who are you? What is that? And the classic Loki answers, this is the void. That is Alioth and we're about to be his dinner. Let's go. And it's just kind of like, all Loki can do is just run after them. And it's just, and, and, and we get the, you know, the Loki logo. And I'm like, okay, not only, oh, excuse me. I forgot to mention the uh, energy cloud is actually like an energy dr- dragon. Mm. Yeah. Or yeah. Yeah. It's like an oversized guard dog, kind of like just guarding whatever's on the other side of the board. I, well, it's, it, kind of, it's a it's a transtemporal entity for Doctor Who people. It is a transtemporal <laughs> entity. It is a creature that exists across multiple timelines, whose only purpose is to destroy. Uh, yes, he looks very um, very formidable. Which let's not since we're talking about life, let's not get ahead of ourselves. I'm gonna dial back on something that I said about people not showing up or not expecting people to show up. So now um, um I, I've been Mike has gotten into my subconscious. <laughs> so it is possible. I have a theory. Oh, oh, oh yes! yes! No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I just, I just said that for Mike. I knew I'd win. I just, I just, I just said that for Mike. I knew I'd win. I said it for Mike. It's not a theory. I'm just piggybacking on what Mike says. Yes, it is. It's possible you that... You can't take it back now. It's possible that Kane actually may show mm-hmm. up. I doubt it. It's probably, for me, it's like 30%. Not, not 80% like Mike said. Not thirty percent. I don't know. That Kang shows up because Kang captures the life in the comic book and and basically uses him as a weapon. Gotcha. But yeah, so, I, I don't know. I I really think that percentage might can be upped a little. I'm bit. up to I'm up to ninety. I'm up to ninety. Because here's the other thing too. Just this week alone, um, you know, of course, like like I always say, I always try to avoid other articles, other podcasts, other you know, I try to avoid things before we watch the episode or before we talk about the episode because I don't want other thoughts to kind of bleed into mine and probably like skew my first reactions to what I've seen. But one of the things I've noticed throughout my social media, like Facebook's, uh, Twitter, everything that's been coming across my timeline and my news feeds, there are a lot of articles about king the conqueror showing up and you know jonathan majors confirming that he's king and when he'll appear and then of course one of them says but will we see him in loki first and i'm like i don't know if i want to say that because i don't want to i don't want to go down that rabbit hole like we've done before but then after watching this episode i was like where else can they go they have at this point they have to reveal him and i swear on the avengers tower it says king on the, ready to on, the, on the on the destroyed Avengers Tower, mm. because in the right helicopter. Now. I know we're getting way ahead, but like the we, helicopter. We, hey, hey, but we, let me let me stop. This is a free we'll for all. This is a free for all. No. No. Oh, we're we're talking we're talking about that Thanos helicopter. Yes, we are. Yes, yes the hell we, we are. Yes, we are. This is more yes, fun. We, we can we can talk about whatever comes to mind. But yes, <laughs> let's talk about that helicopter because I didn't write anything down because I knew Mike was going to have it covered. 
but I saw something about that helicopter. And here's the thing. I was looking at the different little things that they were showing us while we were in the void, which is what this, this, um, this reality, I guess you can call it is, is called. That's what Loki finds out while he's there. And this is basically every time the TVA prunes a timeline or, or, you know, when they reset a timeline as Renslayer explained it to Sylvie in the episode, they can't get rid of all of the matter from that timeline. So they have to find some place for it to go. So there is this void that is at the end of time that they just kind of take everything they just dump stuff there so they've got every time someone has been pruned and their timeline has been reset everything that hasn't been able to be destroyed is sent there so you've got just like a mashup of all types of different realities all types of different things which is why we see all of these different Lokis in this episode So one of the things I was doing, because everything was going so fast, I was trying to catch like Easter eggs and trying to catch different things and see what I can identify. And after a while, I just gave up. I said, you know what? I said, I know either Anthony or Mike or Lori are going to catch it because you guys are the comic people and you will recognize things that will probably slip over my head. But there were a couple of things like you saw the cafeteria trays, which I was like, that's where they've got cafeteria trays in that little pan down when they're going down into the Loki's um, little secret hideout. But the little thing that was jumping in the jar trying to get out, was that Thor? That was Thor from Avengers when he was in the... That was Thor. That was Thor. Okay. I was trying to figure out because I was like, it looks like an animal. But then I saw the cape. And it was moving too fast. And every time I, every time I paused it, it was blurry. So I couldn't tell what it was. So, okay. That was Frog Thor. Okay. Gotcha. So Lori, did you squeal when you saw Frog Thor? I kind of did a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She's been asking for it. She has been asking for it since the beginning of this show. She has been talking about Frog Thor. Look. I, I again, I'm the one that plunked down X amount of dollars several years ago to get Walt Simonson's omnibus, Thor omnibus, specifically because of Frog Thor. So, yes, <laughs> I was excited. Oh, goodness. So, okay, Mike, tell us about this helicopter and tell us whether or not Anthony uh, was correct about the word Kane being on Avengers Tower. Because, again, there was too much stuff going on here. I was like, you know right. what? I, I'll just look. I'll look for that stuff later. But I knew, you, Mike. If anything, you're gonna have a little bit of that covered. Okay. So first off, it, the it doesn't look like it says Kang on there. It does not a K on there. Okay. If anything, it looks like it almost looked like it said Kuji. But I was like, why would they have a Kuji skyscraper? That doesn't make any sense. That's <laughs> like, did they prune Biggie Smalls where where he ruled New York finally? Uh, that didn't make any sense it could say chronos it could it could be something for chronos but i don't know um the reason why i thought it was king i guess because i have a bias towards it because the that tower was um fantastic four also used that tower as well Mm, and king is franklin richards uh uh, right descendant Descendant. yeah i remember you saying that all right so the Thanos copter is really funny because this is one of the things where there are a lot of Marvel universes and this is like an old old issue of um, Spidey Super Stories. It came out in 1979. 
And Thanos used the copter to attack Hellcat. And of course, she was trying to get the cosmic cube. But this is, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think this is the this is the one where they actually arrest Thanos. Like they put him in handcuffs and take him to jail. It's a weird, weird comic. But yes, it's actually a helicopter that Thanos used to try to get the um cosmic cube from Hellcat. Okay. So it's a actually fun fact. Uh, as a well, when I was looking at. There's an alternate reality in Earth 616 where Thanos actually picked up Deadpool in the Thanos copter <laughs> because he hired him to help him get the Cosmic Cube. So I'm sorry. I'm I sitting mean, here trying to imagine Thanos being in the same space with Deadpool and how unimaginably <laughs> infuriating that must have been. Because Deadpool don't take shit seriously. Whole, so you know there's a whole there's a whole comic book series called cable and deadpool if you ever have a few days or a weekend check it out because it's everything and more okay and 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 they they did such a good job with it that i i guys help me did thanos show up in this or not because i can't remember because it's been years but if you could think of the least likely place to put deadpool they put deadpool and or cable in at the same time <laughs> I'm not sure because I mean I mean there's a the whole thing with Deadpool and Thanos trying right, to compete right, for Lady, Lady Death because they're love. Yep. So I mean he might. It's I think he might actually be in there, but I'm not sure. But I know I know that Thanos is the one that made it so Deadpool couldn't die. So, but yeah, um, I'm looking at the issue of Spidey Super Stories that has um that has the whole thing about it. But yeah, it's from Earth five seven seven eight zero. The issue was published in 1979. And it's just, I mean, it's just one of the weirdest. What things, issue man. number is that? Uh, that is issue, uh, volume one, issue 39 okay. of Spidey Super okay. Stories. I, I, actually, I think I have that. Let me see if I can grab that. You know what? what? If you Excuse? don't have it, okay, Lori, I'm not surprised. I would be surprised. Well, I'm no, <laughs> I cheated because I, I, I have a whole bunch of essentials, and a lot of that Spidey stuff and essential, essentials are in there. They're just not, they're just numbered weirdly, but let me, not now, but let me see if I can pull it out because now I want to read it. Gotcha. Okay, so moving on with the episode, we need to talk about Judge Renslayer and her little trifling lion. Have I mentioned that I do not like this character? Why are you laughing at me, Anthony? I'm laughing at, I'm not laughing at you. I'm just laughing at how ridiculous she is. She's like, oh yeah, you can trust me. Why would you ever want to trust this she, She's She's about as bad as a freaking Loki. Are we sure she's not the Loki variant? Because she's lying through her fucking teeth. Right. I'm just saying. Now, there are some things that I think I may believe her about. I think she really doesn't know who's behind it. And I think that, I think that's probably the look of panic that we saw on her face when C20 was giving her testimony. Because if you look at it and what she says to Sylvie, she says, because I want to find out why they lied to me. She seemed very sincere in that statement. Now, there were times when she was talking to Sylvie that you could tell she was lying and she was being shady. But I think in that respect, she really was being truthful. Like maybe she didn't know that she was a variant as well. Yeah, but 
but I, I, was it either Sylvie or B15 who asked her, why continue, basically, why continue the lie? Like, wh- why are we still doing this? Okay, so B15, <laughs> yeah. did, yes, B15 asked her that when she came to see her. And like she told her, her whole thing was she, she claims that the TVA still needed to be protected, but that was just her way of trying to cover up everything because, again, if the, if the people at the TVA find out that they're variants, if they find out that they have been living lives and they have been pruning people who were basically just like them, variants, that might cause a coup. Mm-hmm. And she's the lone person standing there. But notice even with the guards who she has with her, whenever they are confronting somebody and they get to say a little bit too much, she, she either sends the guards away or she knows that something is going to be said that's going to be too much information she sends the guards away like she did when she was talking to b15 or she had them prune mobius before he got a little bit too far with saying what he was trying to say because if you're sitting there as a guard listening to mobius say something like you know i want to i I want to go back to the life I had before the TVA stepped in. She immediately said prune him and they pruned him without hesitation. So they probably weren't thinking in that time, like, oh, why would he say something like that? What does he mean? The TVA created all of us. Now, maybe afterwards they thought something about it. Just like the, I think the guard that was with her when they were confronting Sylvie after Sylvie pruned herself, and he turned around and said, she pruned herself. And she was like, good. That just means she's dead anyway. Did you see how the guard looked? He was like so confused. Yeah. So I think she's trying to keep up appearances so that the whole thing yeah. doesn't come crumbling down on her, especially since now she knows the timekeepers that she's been going to are not really real people. So now she needs to figure out, okay, who really is behind all of this? Like, Right now, she's she's her own ally. She's the only person she has that she can trust. Yeah, and I like how Sylvie, going back to Sylvie for a second, after they agreed to work together, Sylvie was holding her hand like, where, where is this ship we need? Mm-hmm. You know, she's like, where are the files? How long is it going to take you to eat? She knew. Because that wasn't coached at all. Like, right. Oh, you mean, you mean the void ship? I mean, even, oh, the Miss, prototype? even Miss yeah. even Miss Minutes with her drawn cartoonish ass, you could tell something was shady about her. <laughs> she was looking at her like, I mean, it's almost like Miss Minutes had a personality, like you could see a facial expression on this cartoon because she was looking at Renslayer like, oh yeah, you mean the <laughs> I was like, really? And then the way Renslayer was looking at her like, yeah, I was like, yeah, y'all about to do something. I don't trust neither one of y'all. Neither one of them. Nope. None. And somebody explained to me why Miss Mendes is from the South. Hey, (laughs) y'all. Like, Almost there. Almost got it. She is most definitely from South Georgia. (laughs) That's hilarious. Yeah. I guarantee she only puts butter and salt and pepper on her grits. No sugar. So while Sylvie and Renslayer are having this conversation, this is after everything that happened and, you know, Renslayer pruned Loki 
this is where she tells Sylvie, well, Loki may not be dead. You know, he may still be alive. And that's when she tells her about the void. And she says that, you know, we want the same thing. I, I need to find out who's behind all of this too, because I need to figure out why they lied to me. Now, I don't know if she's thinking that they lied to her about her life or about who she is or about what their purpose is, or if she's mad about the fact that she's been going talking to three androids. <laughs> she might just be mad about that, but also I think she really is curious. She's like, okay, I need to see who's doing this and what, you know, and, and why. But she could be curious, but I think she know way more than she let know. Oh, why she's trying to act yeah. like she don't know what's going on and I'm lost and you know, all that. She knows wait, because even when Sylvie pruned herself and she was talking to the guards after she turned around, she started smiling. Yeah, like, after she told Miss Minutes to go uh find what was it? She needs to find everything from the beginning of time and everything about who created the T TVA. And Miss Minutes is like, okay, I'm on it. And then yeah, she smiled and I was like, oh, because she told Miss Minutes, she said, I think whoever created the TVA is in danger and we need to find them and warn them. I don't think that's her intent at all. Like well, she absolutely wants to, not. Yeah, she wants to find out who is in charge. Well, but I think, yeah, I don't know. She might want to take over the TVA. She might want to be in charge. She probably mm -hmm. does. Because I mean, here's the thing. She's a judge, yes. She's in a position of high power. But if you look at everything that's happened to her, especially since we know what happened to her with Sylvie when Sylvie was young, Sylvie was able to get the, you know, get the upper hand on her and get away. Wrestling is very ineffective. Like she's not good at <laughs> I mean, she let a little girl get away from her and steal her temp pad, not once, twice. The same girl then stole her temp pad twice. Sylvie stole it when she was a child. She stole it in this episode to get to the void. You've been confiding in and working for three beings that are probably being remote controlled some from somewhere. You took the two variants up to see these timekeepers thinking that you were about to get, you know, whatever reward because you just brought them the variants they wanted. And one of your own agents betrays you and helps the variants out because you've been lying to them. I'm curious to well, see technically what's two agents. Because Mobius well, turns. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was about to right. get to him. I really want to see what's about to happen when Mobius comes back to, as he say, burn it oh. to the ground. <laughs> That's about to be some shit. Because he, she pruned him and then if he had any doubts at all about what Loki told him before he got pruned, you know that was erased the minute he woke up in the void. Oh, yeah. So it's about to be on and popping with them. Yeah. Oh. What, and we, what only, and we only get one more episode. What What was it that you told me? A friendship like ours is uncommon? Oh, yeah. It sure is. It's about to get even more uncommon. <laughs> like... I'm, I'm glad we I'm glad we saw Mobius. I'm glad Mobius is strong enough to survive the fold. I mean, the void. I was about to say the fold. Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad Where the Grisha? Where I the mean, Grisha? think about it. The, <laughs> the, the, that that Alioth, he he kind he he kind of looked like the void uh, the fold, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He, I, I thought so. I thought so too. I was like, 
that's really kind of reminiscent of the photo, except there's not a lot of little bitty monsters. It's actually a huge monster, a huge one huge monster. monster. Yeah. So while we're walking through the void, uh, before Loki starts getting some answers to his thousands of questions that he has, there are some images that we see that are kind of in the void. And I just w- wanted to know, Mike, were you able to figure out what any of these were? We see like an old shipwreck and then there's something else that almost looks like a spaceship that I feel like I've seen before, um, but I'm not sure. It just looks really familiar. Like some of this stuff looks really familiar to it me. Almost, it almost looked like a shield. Uh, you have to remember like some of these things, like I think some, I saw someone, someone mentioned that it could be some, something from the not the Eternals, but the um, the Celestials. Like they could have. Ah. It's absolutely possible that they could have retconned a Celestial, and that's where they went, or their armor went, or something like that. Because they're saying the Celestials and the Time Lizards are kind of are kind of like the the way they were seen. It's kind of almost as equals. So okay, that could be something from a Celestial. Okay. Well, the ship. There's, the... there's a satellite in here too. Yeah, well, the ship was a was the Mary Celeste. It was a ship that was discovered adrift yeah. in the 1870s, mm. where everybody was missing from the ship. Okay. And there was like half-eaten food and whatnot, kind of like the Roanoke thing. It's okay. very similar. Okay, because I know that the ship that dropped down later on in the episode, I know that that was a ship from history as well. Yeah, the ship that went invisible, that the naval experiment. Yes. This the yes. Philadelphia experiment. Yes. There's yes. been like all kinds of movies about that. Right. Movies and TV shows talking about. Yeah, that was the USS Eldridge. Yes. Yeah. yeah, the Eldridge. Yeah. The the face, the the living tribunal, like later in the episode, you can see like the, his head was was in the landscape. It was several heads in the landscape. Yeah. Um, one of them was Yellow Jacket from Ant Man. One of the one of the heads. So there's there's all kinds of there's all kinds of because I knew y'all would know this stuff. Because I'm sitting here like there's way too many things in here. Like I would literally have to pause and do some research because I was like, there's so much stuff here, and I know that they they don't put stuff into these Marvel shows willy nilly. They don't put them in there. Yeah, they do. not always sometimes yeah, they, they put some stuff in there that actually has some significance well the living tribunal might be significant because he is supposed to be protecting the multiverse so if you were trying to do whatever this person is doing mm-hmm. the first thing you would need to do is to kill the living tribunal okay which is not something that's easy to do considering he's a celestial right oh, so. okay okay not easy at all. Wait, is he a celestial? Living <laughs> tribunal. Um, I, he might be his own thing. <laughs> you, you might be. I can't. Uh, they've been mucking things up in the MCU. Anyway, he's just a cosmic so. entity. It, it just says yeah, he's cosmic a cosmic entity. entity. He's yeah. not. He's not necessarily a celestial. Yeah, he's a cosmic entity. But he's supposed to guard the multiverse, and if you're gonna do what this person's doing, you'd want to kill him. Right. Okay. But it's so funny. So while they're, while they're walking through this thing, you know, they're basically, they're trying to get away from the scary energy monster. <laughs> and Loki is still trying to figure out, like, 
where are we? What the hell is going on? And it's so funny because he stops them. He was like, will someone please explain to me what the hell is going on? Look, it's been a very, very, very trying past few days or months. I don't even know how long it's been since New York. All I know is I got pruned. I woke up here and now I'm surrounded by variants of myself plus an alligator, which I'm heartbroken to say, I don't find all that strange. <laughs> I was like, why would you be heartbroken, Loki? But oh, it's so funny because he's saying all of this and he's kind of getting loud. And all of a sudden, Kid Loki like pulls out this sword and like points it at him and he falls to the ground. And I was just like, even from that first one, I was like, okay, I'm a Kid Loki fan. <laughs> like, I don't even know nothing about him, but I'm a fan. They did. They all all of these versions of Loki, the three that we met at first, and I'm not counting the alligator because he doesn't speak. The only person who can understand him is classic Loki. So I'm not counting him right now. But it's so funny to think that all of these are Lokis and they all have such distinct personalities, but at the same time, they all do seem to have like, there is a familiarity about all of them which I think is really great because you've got one that's older. You've got one that's younger. You've got one that's a brother. Then we've already met the female and then we've got our Loki and they're all really different. And yet at the same time, they're all really similar. And I thought that was yeah. just so what it, it was so fun. And then the way that the three new variants kind of, um, I won't say they were necessarily teasing Loki, but they poked their fun at him. And it's kind of like, it's funny watching Loki be the serious one in the whole episode. Like you have the other Lokis that come into the episode later on and they're fighting amongst each other and they're betraying each other and they're doing all this stuff. And he's the one looking around like, what the hell have I gotten into? I told my daughter, I said, you know what Loki is thinking right now when he starts running out, trying to get away from them when they start fighting? I said, he's probably thinking, oh my God, is this what Thor had to put up for all of those years? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I thought, oh I my thought, goodness, I owe my brother an apology. <laughs> I thought classic Loki had the best story. He did. You know, he he, he did. had the best story. I love their stories. I mean, you know, we find out about all of their Nexus events, like when they continue on their way, Loki says to classic Loki, he was like, wait, why are you the one wearing the horns? Like, why are you letting a kid be in charge? And they say, well, this is his kingdom. I was like, oh, wait. So was he the first, you know, I just started thinking like, was he the first variant? Like, why is that his kingdom? Is he the first variant or was he the strongest or whatever i guess it really doesn't matter but when you know loki tries to be a little sarcastic asshole as he does sometimes he's like oh well your majesty what was your nexus event and kid loki turns around and tells him i killed thor and turns back around and walks off like what and loki's look was like oh you know because he's you know we, we and we've talked about this before he has kind of a love hate relationship with his brother like i genuinely think he loves thor but he's always been in competition with him 
always felt like you know Thor was treated better Thor was you know he was supposed to be the one who's supposed to rule Asgard so there's always been a huge sibling rivalry there and we know just from the MCU yeah Loki has tried to kill Thor maybe a couple of times so there there is that more of a hate leaning relationship than love but I think for him to actually hear that one version of himself actually did kill his brother it was just kind of like okay wait a minute you know you have to start reconsidering like like considering okay what what like what did I do right or what did I do wrong or why are we so it's just one of those things because they all have such different tales as far as how they got there boastful loki says that he defeated captain america and iron man and had possession of the infinity stones i was like wait a minute dude i need to know more of your backstory like exactly how strong are you and how conniving oh shit (laughs) yeah well i know i know i know (laughs) alligator loki called him out on it apparently and then you know we we do hear the classic loki's tale where um you know loki tells him he was like but we're all supposed to die right like thanos kills us after ragnarok right and that's when classic loki tells his tale about how he came face to face with thanos and his magic is so strong and that was something else they talked about their the the strength of their magic but he says that his what he was able to do was create a real enough version of himself that Thanos even thought that he killed Loki I was like what and he said he hid his inanimate debris and then he left and went to live on his own because he realized that everywhere he went he brought nothing but pain and I was so it was one of those you see Loki our Loki react to that a little bit and he kind of looks at him like what because this is the same thing that Mobius told him this is your purpose you you bring pain and destruction and ruin everywhere you go and you only exist to make other people better so it's kind of like hearing another version of himself say this it's kind of like oh damn is that really all I'm worth like is that what I'm supposed to be right but this you know classic Loki goes to another planet he lives in isolation and then when Loki says, well, what, what changed? How did the TVA find you? He says, I got lonely. I missed my brother. And again, this is something that our Loki can't actually relate to because he does, again, he does love Thor. He just kind of hates him more at this point right now <laughs> from, where we, from where we took him. But listening to those stories and just thinking about all the different versions of the Lokis that we've seen, because we see a couple dozen of them, because when Loki decides, hey, I've got to figure out a way to get out of here, I've got to get back to the TVA, I've got to get back to Sylvie, when he gets ready to leave, there are maybe a couple dozen Lokis, including a doppelganger of himself or another version of himself that is President Loki. And he looked up and he was like, this is a nightmare. Again, you are getting payback for (laughs) everything you put your brother and your father through. I think this is the payback. You get to deal with so many different versions of yourself. And I really find it interesting that with all of those um, variants, 
there wasn't another female. Like Sylvie really is the only female uh, Loki variant. And I was just like, so my question is, how did that come into the universe? Well, if they follow along via Bad Batch, she is one of the more original mm. models of Loki. Because in Bad Batch, not to spoil anything, they basically took um, Omega's DNA from a certain character that we've seen throughout the years and made her an original copy versus the uh, the rest of the clone. So it's possible that she is uh, not prime, <laughs> but she might be mm. second prime. She's the original. <laughs> if that makes sense. I think anytime we talk about clones, the Marla brothers, uh, they, they come into my head. <laughs> Naturally. Right. Mm -hmm. But oh my goodness. Seeing the different Lokis, the variants, and so we find out that Boastful Loki has given up their location because he wants to be king. So he's betraying Kid Loki because he wants his crown. And President Loki has apparently promised, okay, you show us where you are. I'll give you an army. You can take over blah, blah, blah. And President Loki is like, yeah, about that. No, I'm going to be king. And then he gets betrayed by his army. And it's like, are you serious? I was like, y'all are a bunch <laughs> of Lokis. What did you expect? Y'all betrayed yeah. All the gods of mischief, so they're supposed to. Times like this, I want to quote the great philosopher Hoban Wash Washburn when he says, curse your sudden but inevitable betrayal. Like that's all I could think about when I was watching this. I was like, Gosh. yeah, but it's like I said, it's funny to see all of these different versions of Loki fighting amongst themselves and our Loki being the reasonable one. Like he's the mature one in the group. What the <laughs> hell? Right. Side note, the vote Loki is from a vote Loki is a comic book series. Yeah. It was like four issues during the 2016 election. So, uh, oh my god! But I mean, it was an interesting. It was an interesting little comic book. Um, I don't remember. I just remember I, I picked it up because I thought it was going to be something, and it was just like some random okay. stupid <laughs> shit. Like it didn't really have anything to do about the election, in because it didn't take a side and whatnot. But it was just an interesting story about Loki <laughs> running for president. Okay, that's cute. But yeah, it, like I said, it, it's so funny looking at our Loki being the, the level-headed one. And so anyway, yeah, um, classic Loki, he conjures up some copies of himself, Kid Loki, Alligator Loki, and our Loki. And they get into the fray and start fighting with the other Lokis while they escape. And in the midst of all this, while this is going on here in the void, Sylvie is, you know, like we said, she and Renslayer are talking. Renslayer is trying to present herself as an ally, which I'm, I was looking at my screen with my lips pursed the whole time, like, bitch, please. <laughs> <laughs> Sylvie is not falling for this. Sylvie is one of the, um, if I can say it, she's one of the smarter Lokis, probably the smarter Loki, even smarter than ours. She's not about to fall for that mess. Right. She just wants you to tell her what you did with our Loki so she can go and save him. 
And then what happens is Renslayer is using Miss Minutes to stall because Miss Minutes, I guess while she was looking up the information she was supposed to be looking up, she was actually calling the guards. So the guards come in, Sylvie hides behind Judge Renslayer's judge's seat. And that's when she decides, okay, you know what? This is what I'm going to do. So while she and Renslayer are kind of going back and forth, she opens up the pruning stick. She jumps up like she's about to throw it at them. She turns it on herself and she prunes herself. I was like, okay. So we're getting all these different, like these two selfish Lokis that, that we have been introduced to the one that we've known for a while. We're constantly seeing them change into different versions of themselves, into unexpected versions of themselves. And the only thing I could think of from that point, even through the end of this episode, I was like, if we get this amazing matured version of Loki at the end of this series and he's still dead in the MCU I'm gonna be so heartbroken like they have (laughs) to find a way to bring him back now you can't have a character go through this much growth and then leave him dead and then just leave him there you can't do that to us yes you can they did it with Colson they did it with Colson He's a fully fleshed out but at least, character. But at I mean, least with Colson, really we dead, got a dead, seven. I'm just saying, before he was dead, yeah. dead, he was around. And he, in the MCU, for the most part, he's dead because they don't even mention yeah, him. Yeah, and I understand movies. that. But even with that, we only saw Colson in little glimpses in the Iron Man movies and then in Avengers. Like we didn't really have a time to really bond with him. We did love him for the time that he was there and it was a catalyst for the Avengers becoming who they are. But for me, Colson really, really became a favorite from watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And we we're not even going to go there because I'm still pissed about the fact that they are not included in this whole timeline for the MCU. Anyway, I bonded with Colson when he had the, the cards. I mean, I get your point, but for me, I, if they had never done a TV series, I would have been completely in love with Colson because of his character. Yeah. I mean, I love the fact, I mean, the fact that he's a pure fanboy sold it for me. Like you got to see it a little bit in the Avengers, but then you got to see even more so in the show, how much of a fanboy he is. Yeah. That was what did it for me with Colson. So, I mean, I get what you're saying, Anthony, but still for me, I'm like, if we can't get this version of Loki anymore, like I don't want this, like we only have one episode left in this show. I do not want this to be the last time I get to see Loki. Don't give me that look. Don't do that. I'm, not, I'm ignoring you. <laughs> I mean, because what we can hope is that at the conclusion of this series, the pruning is stopped. And he will continue on like all the other Loki variants and all the other variants and live their lives. And we have yeah, multiple timelines, et cetera, life. et cetera. So. But I want to see that life. Well, I want to see him. He'll have a um, a tent pad, and he'll be able to hop in and out of the MCU. So there's that. <laughs> so, so I mean, Thor has two more movies, so it's it can happen. happen. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say 
he won't show up, he may show up. Yeah. So that's true. But I do understand what you're saying. It it you, you bring back a character that everybody loves and, mm-hmm. and you know just take him right back away. That that kind of right. sucks. Because I have to say, and I'm I'm sure I'm not the only one. I was really pissed when Thanos killed him and he stayed dead. Like even through the end of Endgame, I was waiting for him to be resurrected. I was waiting for him to come back. Everybody and then was. literally got to the end of the movie and I'm sitting there watching them roll the credits and I'm just like, he's gone. So we really aren't getting Loki back? He's gone. Like, he's gone, gone? What? Go. Oh, oh. I, was, I was so perturbed. <laughs> I was so upset. So they they got to bring them back. I mean, we only have one episode left and that's just even though the action is picking up in this series, like again, we only have one episode to go so you know it's about to be some shit. It's about to be like huge, huge, huge whatever. It's not enough. Y'all could have gave us four more episodes. We could have we could have done a ten episode series with this. I wouldn't be mad. They don't want to give you too much. They want to keep you hanging on so you'll go to see the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. Yeah, but if he they ain't got to do all that, I was going to do that anyway. I was right. going to do that anyway. That's what I said. <laughs> but same anyway. way, I'm going to see Black Widow, even though she's supposedly tomorrow. Yes. Tomorrow. Yep. But anyway. So Sylvie wakes up in the void. And not only that, she woke up in a school, but were those eggs that she, was that a nest she woke up in? It has to be the nest for those little purple birds that are like. That's what I was wondering. Oh, really? Because Because someone online had said that that was um, Groot's thing that protected them when in Guardians of the Galaxy, because Ronan's ship is also there as well. In, in the landscape, Ronan's ship is there. And someone was saying it kind of looks like Groot's um, little, you know, remember when Groot made the thing to protect them from the... Yeah, story? but I don't... I have to look at it again. You know, I don't do freeze framing anymore, so... Whatever, whatever, whatever. <laughs> and, and the person who I live with by marriage, she was the one that was like, hey, that's Ronan's ship. Side note, I was surprised and shocked and amazed that she remembered Ronan's name. Do you, do you see my <laughs> face? <laughs> she, she, I was like, oh, wait, you're right. So, yeah. Wait, she showed you up? She, she did. She, I wasn't paying see? attention. She goes, hey, that's Ronan's ship over there. I was like, Ronan? Oh, wait, yeah, it is. Because I was, I was like, she remembered Ronan's name. I was like, wait a second. We're going to have to put you off and put Michelle on. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I'm looking at it in the background now. Yes, she is laying in. It looks like a bird's nest. Like she landed on some eggs. There's a blue egg with some gold specks. There's a shell of a red egg. And there, there's some other eggs in there. So she landed in the nest. So maybe it was those funky birds that were walking around. Yeah. I don't know if those were birds. They look those things they look like whatever, they look like golf club heads with a dot on Whatever the they were, that the first one they came out was definitely a Nexus event and needed to be pruned. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. 
Right. <laughs> but you know what else this landscape reminded me of? It kind of sort of looked like the first season of the Shannara Chronicles because I think the Golden Gate Bridge is in the background. When, when Sylvie comes out of the school bus and she stands up and she's looking around the landscape, there's a bridge in the background. It, it almost reminded me of the Shannara Chronicles and with the, um, there's cars that are embedded in the ground and they have grass and stuff overgrown. It, that's what yeah. it looked like. Now that you mention it, yeah. I can see that. I can see that now that you mention it. Yeah. Yeah. And then when the Alioth comes after her, the way that the smoke comes out of the bus, I was like, oh, it's the darkness from Supernatural. It's like I, I started seeing all of these different fandom references in this show, which I know they're probably not, but because of what we watch and the different things and how some of them have similarities, I was looking at the show like, oh, there's Supernatural. Oh, there's a Shannara Chronicles. Oh, there's this. I was like, okay. So while this thing is chasing Sylvie, it almost gets her. There's like a little bit of a wisp of the smoke that kind of comes around her. And as it does, she comes into contact with it and her power activates and she sees a series of images. Now, I'm not going to lie. I tried to freeze frame this so that I could try to tell what these images are, I still couldn't tell. Like it looked like a castle or it looked like some kind of doorway or were were any of you able to see what it was? Um, no, no freeze framing over here. You know what? Wait, wait, which way, which part? The part where Sylvie is being chased by the Alioth and it almost grabs her. And her power activates, and she sees. Oh, like, she saw she Asgard. She saw. She saw her yeah. home. That's what she saw. It looked like Asgard. Oh, she okay. saw. Yeah, yeah, she saw. I now I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's that's okay. what she saw. She saw a glimpse of where she was from. She connected oh. to it for like a split second. Okay, because okay, so as soon as you said Asgard, I was able to freeze frame it, and I did see like a door being destroyed. So I'm wondering if she's seeing like the vision of when her timeline was being reset because what was it that um Renslayer said when a timeline is reset they can't destroy all the matter so they send some of that there I want and and then this this particular thing is supposed to be the thing that makes sure that nothing gets out so it basically consumes everything I'm like is that what she's seeing is she seeing the destruction of her home like it was just weird. And then there's a tower and then there was a light that she saw. But again, everything was going so fast. And as she sees this, she's kind of able to get away from it. Okay, I freeze frame. It's not Asgard. I think she's okay. she's seeing where the person who's doing all this is at. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I did some freeze framing. I broke my rule. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's already over, Anthony. I mean, you already you already said you had a theory. You been giving theories. <laughs> I, I was actually I was restating your theory, with. which is not my theory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh goodness. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at it now, and yeah, yeah. I think it looks like this is the place that they go at the end. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I think she okay. saw it. Okay. So yeah, then as she's running away from it, the the Alioth stops. And she sees this car coming towards her. And I'm like, who's driving a car? Because I didn't think Loki would get to her that quick. So I was like, who is this driving the car? Car comes. 
opens the door, she jumps in and it takes off and she's like, you. And then we see Mobius. And I was like, yes, because I was really hoping that he wasn't dead, but I didn't know if I should have expected him in this void because he's not a Loki. And, you know, we kind of see what this thing does when the prune people get there. Like we said earlier, the, what was it? The SSS Eldridge just lands mm-hmm. in the middle and all of the sailors are on it. And then here comes the alley off like, oh, it's dinner time. And we get to see, you know, them trying to fight it off. But I was like, okay, if it consumes things that quickly, I mean, literally it consumed the ship and the sailors and they all turn to like rust and all of this other I was like oh that's not something I would want to tangle with and then the fact that both Sylvie and Loki wanted to go back to it for different things like Sylvie wanted to try to enchant it Loki was going to try to kill it I'm like both of y'all got a death wish stay away from that thing we've already seen both of y'all pruned once (laughs) ain't no and and then me and then with me with Loki I was like um excuse me sir I've seen you die too many times (laughs) in the last 10 years can you please stay away from that thing just just stay away go go live your happy life with classic Loki kid Loki alligator Loki and be done (laughs) but where is this pizza car reference to is that a reference to anything the license plate um GRN W1D is a reference to Mark Ruinwald he's a Marvel Comics writer he created Alioth and like a whole lot of other things for Marvel. Okay. So that's kind of a nod. I thought it was shout out to Pixar. Pixar always putting me in the pizza car in their movies. See, that's what I was thinking too. But I was like, no, it was a, tr- it was a pizza truck. And I couldn't remember if it had like the pizza dangling on top of it. It, it did. But that's what I thought about too. Again, yeah. I was like, I was like, do I am I gonna see Woody and Buzz Lightyear running? Was there a Loki that looked like Sid with like a little skull shirt on it and stuff? You know what? There was one with red hair. So I don't know. I might have to go back and freeze frame and look and just kind of get an idea of okay, let me see what all these different Lokis look like. Cause they all looked like really different. It just it, it made my head hurt. I was gonna I was gonna write down everybody's costume, but I was like, no. Like there was one with like bicycle, <laughs> with like bicycle handle handles on his head. There was one covered with you license didn't have plate. Time. I was like, I can't, I can't do this. This is, this is I can't. It's okay, a lot. so I just happened to freeze frame it again. I did not notice that the pyramids and the Sphinx were also in the background. Uh-huh. Yeah, he was driving towards them. Yeah. What else did I miss? Like, I feel like I need to go back and just frame for frame. Don't get sick then. Don't do it. Don't get sick then. I mean, there was a helicarrier. There was don't like get sick then. Couple, there was like a couple of things. There was like a marquee for a drive-in. I noticed that it said Wrightsville Theater. I just noticed yeah. that one. But but yeah, it, it's a lot. Um, okay, so I'm looking at the Lokis now, and of course we saw the President Loki. There's one who looks like he should be. Um, he's got the little the beaver hat on his head and then there's another one who's got a helmet with i don't know if these are like utensils forks and knives but i was looking at him like he looks like um what's his name from oh goodness i can't think of what cartoon it is i want to say he man but i don't know if my brain is working right but i was like these people you got one oh no the one that has the handlebar 
handlebars. Yeah, the handlebars. Oh, that's not, yeah. It's not handlebars. That's actually his hair. He's got locks that are twisted and they're they're formed in the shape of handlebars. Oh my god. <laughs> oh yeah, there's one that looks like a Ozzy Osbourne reject. Um so <laughs> they just did and there's so much like in the Loki's lair. There's so much stuff in there. There's one there's one Loki, the one that's standing next to him. He's got the red hair. He's got on a costume that looks like Sirius Black's prison garb from Azkaban. And he's got a, a headband thing on his head that looks like the um, the headbands that Naruto wears. <laughs> it's just like, there's so much stuff in this episode. You've got candy canes, looks like Willy Wonka. They're in an old bowling alley. They've got popcorn machines and pinball machines. And it's just, I don't know who does the set design. For this show, they took a lot of time with this Loki uh, layout, layer, I should say. Because it's got everything. It's even got something that looks like, it looks like um, fake plants going in and out. And I'm sitting here thinking about Audrey too from the <laughs> <show>. <laughs> It's like so much stuff in here. Oh, man. But that, I mean, it made the episode fun, but I don't know how long that popcorn has been sitting in that popcorn machine. <laughs> Probably for a minute. I mean, it also has the, the Polybius um, arcade Polybius machine, game. I saw that. Which is an yeah. urban legend about this game that used to hypnotize kids in arcades, but no one could ever prove really? it actually existed. Yeah, nobody's ever, nobody's ever found one. There are people that have claimed that they've played it, and like they seen it carried away out of the arcades by men in black, but none of that has ever been verified. But it's a thing. It's a, it really it's is. A thing that there's an urban legend about the game that it's what it's one of the craziest it. ones ever, man. Yeah, it's 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 one of those obscure urban legends that only us nerds ever talk about. Oh my goodness, I had never heard that, but okay. Um my daughter found it absolutely hilarious that alligator Loki bit off <laughs> and then walked away chewing like yup and the, the scr- okay the scream that Loki let out the scream. Like, he was like ah! <laughs> I was not expecting that I was like how the hell did you get that high pitch ass scream out of his mouth like damn this episode was so fun. Oh, wait, Mike, you're right. I'm sorry. I do see the guy. He's got a helmet with bicycle handlebars yes. fused into it. I do see him. Yeah. But yeah, this episode oh was a God. lot. It was a lot. A lot. So later on in the episode, like I said, Mobius, he rescues Sylvie. They talk, they have a little conversation. Of course, you know, Mobius is kind of, you know, lamenting about the fact that the TVA has lied to him his whole life. And it was almost like he was trying to justify it. You know, he was like, well, you know, when you think you're doing the right thing, she was like, oh yeah, going around orphaning little girls. Yeah, that's such a hero thing to do. And you've been trying to kill me for as long as I can remember. He's like, sorry about that. Yeah, Sorry about that. And it's just kind of one of those things where he's like, okay, so now what are we going to do? She's like, yeah, we're going to go back to the big monster cloud so we can try to get to the person that's behind all this. He's like, huh? 
we're going back. Like we can't just keep going and just right. find somewhere to lay low. No, because it, it, and you have to think about it this way. Sylvie's got if shit Renslayer to do. She, she ain't trying to hang out. She's like, not only that, and... but Renslayer knows she's told Sylvie about the void. Okay. Now, if Renslayer knows anything about this variant, Loki, it's that she doesn't give up. And also, just like she learned when she went to go talk to B15, you know, she asked B15, what is it that drives her? And B15 is like, revenge drives her. And Renslayer looks a little taken aback. Like, she wasn't expecting that to be her answer. But think about it. This little girl was just fine until you came and took her life from her. Why wouldn't revenge be her motive? You took everything from her. And like B15 also told her, she said, as far as you wanting to find out who's behind all of this, she says, you'll never get to them before she does because you want it. Sylvie needs it. She needs it. She's going to have to get this resolved in order to move on with her life if that is what she's meant to do. We don't even know if she's going to have a life after this show. You know? Yeah. We don't know what's going to happen to them. They could all die trying to get to whoever is behind all of this. They might get pruned again for good. They might be eliminated from the timeline, eliminated from reality. We don't know. But at this point, Sylvie needs to do this. She needs to get some kind of, I don't know if revenge is the correct word. I don't know if closure, but she has to do something like you did this one thing to her and it completely changed the scope of her life. You made her live alone without anyone to depend on for who knows how many years. Yeah, she's, she's going to be looking for some revenge. And then after she gets her revenge, guess what? I have a feeling she's going to be coming back for Judge Renslayer. So, you know, Judge Renslayer is not just going to sit there and be like, oh, well, she pruned herself. Her and Loki are in the void. I don't have to worry about them. Because if it's anything that you know about these two, they're going to find a way. Remember, they were on a planet seconds away from being killed by another planet crashing into them. And they were able to create a Nexus event without them even knowing it. And they got saved. Now, they can do something like that without even knowing that that's what they're doing. Can you imagine what the two of them can accomplish together as a unified team? Yeah, that's nuts. Man, please. Renslayer better go. She better go find her own void to go in. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's not gonna be nothing nice when uh still we do come back. And look, if if there's anything nice to come back to, because I have a feeling her and Mobius gonna go at it. That's true. Cause at this point, too, Mobius has some revenge to get too, because they took his life too. Yeah. They stole him. Mobius could have been on the beach on a jet ski somewhere. Right. And instead he's running for his life from the fold and shit. Like that ain't where I told you to put me. Did I tell you to put me on the right? Show? I said a jet ski. <laughs> right. The hell. She don't listen clearly at all. No. So, one of the things that made me happy, we don't get to see Loki happy very often. When he saw Sylvie was in the void, the way he took off running towards her, mm -hmm. I thought was my so boo. Like, he was like my friend. Hey. No, my boo, or, not my friend. Or, my boo or my me 
Hey, girl. My me. Because when the other two, when Kid Loki and Classic Loki approach, she looks like she's about to go hurt him. He's like, no, 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 stop. Those are my friends. Well, for lack of a better word, um, that's us in the past. That's us in the future. And that's us as an actor. <laughs> <laughs> and she just looked at him like, he was like, it's, be- it's best not to question it. Like... How do you even explain that? You don't like you really. when they were back there trading their Nexus events and stuff. Did, like, okay, I know we learned a little bit about Alligator Loki. Apparently, he ate the wrong neighbor's cat, and that was his Nexus event. Man. But I want to know like more about Alligator the Light. It, I mean, like why? Right. I mean, but also too, <laughs> why Mobius. Mobius kind of. He, he kind of brings up a point. He was like, he might not even be a Loki. And of course, I was really sitting there like when Mobius was saying all of this, he was like, well, how do you know? Well, he might be lying. He might not be a Loki. I was like, Mobius, he's about to come and bite your hand off. But funnily enough, he sat there. He didn't do anything. He didn't make any noise to indicate that Mobius might be on the wrong track or anything. I was like, maybe he's not. Loki. But then he says, yeah, but then <laughs> he really could be. A, <laughs> like, that would be in the nature of a Loki to lie about not right, being Right, the games right. within games that you guys play. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about this tete-a-tete between the two Lokis. Between Sylvie and Loki. You mean, you mean the soft, mushy, romantic scene between these two Lokis? See... In some ways it read that way and in some ways it didn't. You know, there's been a lot of talk about what this this relationship is between the two of them and what exactly was the nature of the Nexus event. Like, was it romantic? Was it just, you know, them realizing they didn't have to be alone? Was it just a bonding moment? Whatever it was. But the other thing I thought about just in this episode, watching the two of them interact with each other them making the decision to try to face Elias and and what happens afterwards I just really thought about the fact that yes it could be looked at romantically and if it is okay if it's not okay the thing that really got me was they both have been alone for a long time in in different ways like Loki has been alone I feel like in his own mind, because like I said in the last episode, when we talked about it, he was never really alone. He had Thor. He had Frigga. He had Odin, even though in his mind, he put up barriers because of what he perceived as, you know, them not loving him or whatever the case was. Sylvie has been on her own. She has been alone. And the one thing they both realized on that planet was they don't deserve to be alone. And that also at the same time, they were probably glad that if they had to die, they had someone there to, to be with them. The other thing is in this episode, I feel like the way that they relate to each other, the way that they connect with each other, it's also about Loki, like literally learning to love himself, learning that he is not broken he is not something that's only meant to cause pain and ruin it's about him learning to love himself and he becomes powerful doing that and in this episode too them apart and them together it's like that's a huge thing for both of them 
And then you get to see also with the classic Loki, when they are off facing the Eliath and Sylvie's intent is to enchant it, but Loki has to serve as a distraction and he's not distracting enough because the Eliath is drawn to whatever Sylvie is doing. He's like, okay, I'm, let me go stop this girl. Let me go, let me go kill her or whatever. When it was coming after Sylvie and Loki couldn't keep his attention, he's running towards Sylvie to try to protect her, to try to save her, to try to get the thing's attention. I don't know what his intent was, but then all of a sudden, you see these buildings start to go up in this green glow and the Elias attention is drawn over to the right and it's classic Loki. And he is literally creating Asgard from his magic. And I was like, whoa, that's fucking amazing. And he was just doing it. And then when she, when, when Sylvie asked Loki, she's like, how is he doing that? And Loki is like, I think we're more powerful than we realize. Yeah, that was pretty, that was pretty freaking amazing. I mean, it's like, we know that he has the power to like clone himself and like throw images of himself everywhere because classic Loki was doing, when they were fighting, classic Loki was throwing, Mm -hmm. was throwing images of himself over there. Then he teleported them out of there. So it's like, he obviously has a lot of, a lot of powers that are yet untapped. So it'll be interesting to see, like, uh, um, well, think about it. One of the things that classic classic Loki said to him because when they were talking about their their nexus events and their death, and and Loki was talking about, um, he said, "Oh, your nexus event. You didn't try to stab Thanos, did you?" And he says to him, "No, because I don't use a blade because blades limit our magical potential." And think about it. Loki always uses blades when he fights. So if he puts down the blade and just tries to use his power, just like we saw with him and Sylvie towards the end, when she told him, we're going to enchant this thing. And he's like, I don't know how. She was like, you have it in you. And then them clasping hands, of course, both of their magic is like fused together. Now that, you know, they're two is more powerful than one. They were actually able to enchant this thing and actually get a a view of where whoever this person is is hiding. But he gets to do that. He he helps enchant this monster, and this is not a power he's had before. So if he goes into all of this now, knowing, okay, you know what? I'm stronger than I think I am, and I don't need to rely on anything but myself in order to be powerful can you imagine how powerful he's going to be again this is why we need him to stay in the mcu they cannot let this show be Mm -hmm. the end of him don't be smirking at me anthony i see you they can't do this to us yes they can no you cannot you cannot give us this fully realized loki a loki who is not necessarily all the way emotionally healthy, but he's better than than he's been. He's stronger. He's not alone. He has people that he can call friends that he trusts. You can't give us this well-rounded Loki and then snatch him from us 52 minutes later. Kevin, no. Fe- Kevin, Kevin Feige giveth and he taketh away. No. <laughs> 
That no, his whole purpose has been realized. That's what he was trying to do: make Loki not such a bad dude, make you love him, and then snatch him away. Yeah, you always like hurt the ones you love. <laughs> you got a song for everything. I, just, I got the music in me. I'm sorry. Okay, go ahead. Just like Loki had the power in him. Exactly. Segway. Whoop. He did. But you know, during the little heart-to-heart conversation that, that they had, Loki and Sylvie, they talked about what they would do if the TVA is gone. Okay, so if they're not going to bring Loki back to the MCU, what are they going to do? What do you guys think they're going to do? Are they like are they going to be able to restore their pruned timeline their uh you know pruned timelines and go yeah, back Yeah, it, to- it's it's called Loki season 2. <laughs> you, you, th- you think they're going to give us one? This would be this would be the series they could do it with. Right. Because it doesn't track with the MCU. Mm. Now I don't I don't see I don't see Tim Hiddleston committing to a television series. But if they can keep it limited to this, like six episodes, he could do it. Because he he seems to enjoy playing Loki. Enjoy playing Loki for a limited six, you know, episode series is not the same as committing to a a series. It's keeping him employed. Oh, like he has like, a like, problem. Like someone's not going to employ Come him. On. Really? <laughs> really? I mean, think about it. He's the executive producer on the show. So, yeah, yeah I that. know. I, yeah, I do know that. But I mean, think about it. There are still some places who are still very limited in what they are shooting and limited in what they are doing um, because of COVID. And there are some actors who can't get to work because of the limitations. I mean, think about it. One of the actors in one of the shows that we watch, A Discovery of Witches, the guy who plays Baldwin, had to get recast because he can't travel for work because of COVID restrictions. So it's like in this time, you know, even though, yes, the vaccine is out there and people are getting it, we now have these, uh, <laughs> we now have these COVID variants that are coming out. Right. That are, that are causing issues. I mean, um, I read something today talking about the de- the Delta variant being probably a more dangerous variant of the the you know of COVID. So, if this thing is not completely over, and you've already had these protocols put into place for your show, and it's been safe for you to film, and they say, hey, we want to do another you know, we want to do another season. Would you be up for it? If there aren't many things that you are able to do because of the restrictions, why not commit to a second season? You'll be working. You'll be, you know, you'll be in a better position than a lot of people are because there are some people who aren't working. There are some actors who can't work because of what's going on with the pandemic. That's true. So I wouldn't argue with it. And I mean, think about it. Loki is the character that kind of made Tom Hiddleston a household name. Think about the casting announcement when Thor was announced. The headline literally said Disney or Marvel goes with two practically unknown actors to headline the Thor movie. They were practically unknown at that time. So, I mean, like I said, Loki has made him a household name. 
women swoon over him. Taylor Swift dated him, so it's kind of like that was that was that, was that was so weird, dude. I was like, that same thing my daughter said. I brought it up today too. She was like, that was one of the weirdest fucking relationships ever. <laughs> she was like, I don't even. See it's just random. Happened. I'm like, of all people, that would be like Lenny Kravitz and like Evan Rachel Wood dating. Like, what? Who? How? That that actually could work. I mean, Lenny Kravitz can work with anybody. So. Okay. So, you know, let love rule. Hey, but <laughs> you talk about my song. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I, I'm just saying. Well, I didn't sing. You know, I'm I'm not about to embarrass myself like that. But yeah. So anyway, like like we were saying, the two, I, even though she doesn't like being called Loki, Sylvie and Loki, they they join together they're able to enchant this beast and we're able to see this castle or whatever this layer is for the person who might be controlling the tva and then the damn credits roll and we get no mid-credit scene i was like y'all are so wrong for this y'all know we're itching for some more stuff but i am sad that classic loki died because as he was trying to help Loki and Sylvie, the Alioth came after him and but he was happy. He was like glorious exactly. purpose, like I found my purpose. He was crying and everything. I found my you know, he had that air about him. Glorious purpose. That was awesome. I mean, how often do you get to find your purpose and, and mm-hmm. to fully realize it? But then again. We have to realize the uh, Loki's are hard to kill, so it's like it's possible that he we could be seeing him again. Maybe he became the Alioth. <laughs> That'd be funny shit. That would, but this episode was fun, and then oh, the Loki and Mobius hug. I was like, oh look, <laughs> he has a friend. He has a best friend. That's so sweet. Yay. I don't know. I love yep. this episode. I love this show. Now, I will say this, though. I know a lot of people have been saying that, you know, they feel like this is the best show so far. I'm still not quite there. I still loved Falcon and Winter Soldier more, I think, because I was more emotionally invested with those two characters because they have been my favorites for a long time. But yeah. this show is up there. It's like, I don't even know how to describe it. They're, they did so much with the show and and like we said, only five episodes in so far. We still only have one episode. But for the way that it started, I mean, that first episode was kind of slow. Oh, there's a Chitauri, um, which I'm going to call it, ship in the background. But <laughs> the episode, you know, the show started off slow and then it's like episode three, episode four, episode five is like, oh my God, what are you guys like trying to hit us with everything at once? <sighs> we only have one episode left. Oh, yep. There's the helicarrier. You there? You know what? I'm going to have to go back and just freeze frame yeah. and just look at everything in this void and, see and just leave it alone. Don't even say and, it. Don't and say just it. see what they put in here because there's so much stuff. I don't know. I'm, I'm happy and I'm sad because I don't want this show to end. All good things will come to an end. Yeah. We're we going we to get a whole lot yeah um one more thing uh anthony just put in a group chat uh that's what 
Uh, the tower, the Stark Tower thing actually said QENG, and it's from an episode in Avengers book. Um, hold on, I got it right here. It's uh, all new, all different Avengers number one. Um, yeah, it's from a gentleman named Mr. Griffin, who actually turns out to be Kang the Conqueror, bought the tower from Tony Stark and renamed it QENG Tower. Ah. It's like Anthony just put that in chat. So, I mean, so shout, shout out to another. Another callback to it actually being Kang coming in, which means Anthony's probably up to 60% now. 34.3. No, no, <laughs> don't even tell that lie. It's more than that. More Huge than shout that. out to Kid Loki for having a high C ecto cooler you know. sitting on that throne. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> right. Exactly. Because when they were sitting in there drinking everything, my daughter said he has a high C. I was just like, they not, not, not just any high C. No, no, freaking cooler. I, I actually, when I saw it was high C, I was like, he does not have a fucking ec- ecto cooler. I actually rewound it ten seconds and went back to say, I was like, he has a freaking ecto, like an original carton of ecto cooler, like the they original have design. A lot of throwbacks in this. This thing, this whole series, like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting to see if any of these things actually come back to being. Um, to actually come back like Josta Cola. Like I'm wondering if they're gonna actually start selling that again. No, um, we we don't want that kind of stuff because think about it. If that's the case, we'd all be drinking fresca right now. So no, let's not go there. Oh Lord. Let's yeah. not go there. <laughs> um shout out to the Roxanne wine. It's, it's another throwback to the Roxanne Corporation. Um fun fact Roxanne was the main antagonist for Jane Foster during her Thor run. So that's ah. kind of a throwback throw, throw to that coming up. Um, there's a lot of stuff that's like thrown to coming up. Mike, I am really impressed with your research skills tonight. Like you are on point. I, I can't. I can't. Everybody. Everybody did a pretty good deal of research. Even Anthony with his theories and freeze frames. I'm proud of you, <laughs> sir. I'm very proud of you. I knew you'd come out of it. I knew you'd snap out of it. Just, it I feel like. I feel like I was. I've been waiting for somebody to come to get cured of amnesia. It's like at the at the end of like a sitcom where someone has amnesia and they finally come out of it and they're like, "Wait, Mike, I have a theory." <laughs> Hallelujah! He is back. He's back. I was merely repeating your theory. It wasn't my theory. Uh, it still works. I don't care what you say. I'm I'm, I'm just I'm totally taking all that, taking all the pride for that. Um, that was something else I had. You um, know this. When when the Alioth is going towards uh, classic Loki's Asgard, he looks like one of the monsters from Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm just seeing everything in this episode. Even yeah, though, like, crazy. I don't know if that's what we were supposed to see, but that's what it looks like. It does, it does count. It does look like that. Also, is it me or um, or does the main villain's lair? Does it look like the Rainbow Bridge in the background? It looks very similar. It's a similar color scheme but i know it's in I the sky maybe it's built out of a combination of of um things that he's pruned that he likes like because since the void has a lot of pruned things maybe he's building his own thing of things that he likes and when he doesn't like something he discards it into the void it's just like it's just like a kid playing with toys and blocks and stuff like he builds something then he's like i don't like this and then like kind of breaks it and moves it apart then puts it and brings something else in well, Which I know also, that it's a it's a it's a bowling alley. I know that much. Bowling alley leading to leading to a mall Santa throne. Like 
That's the most random shit. <laughs> I don't know. But I, I will say um, I love Loki and Sylvie, but this episode was all about classic Loki and kid Loki for me. Like, kid if Loki's we could see dude. more I, I, of them, I would not be yeah. mad. Or see Gator Loki chasing a fluke like trying to eat it. <laughs> Alligator Loki versus Goose. <laughs> That'd be <Ooh>. awesome. <laughs> so I have a question, Lori. Has your opinion about Lady Loki changed at all in this series? Because I know when she was first introduced, you <laughs> y'all should see the stank look Lori has on her face. Right? I'm still not, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. No. No, because I know that no matter what happens toward the end, well, we're at the end almost, it's just gonna it's not gonna change anything. I think that something will move forward for him, but for her, I mean, it's gonna be one of those things where I find that she was like a figment of his imagination or something. Or, oh, I hope not. Or she drops off the side of a cliff, or he wakes up in a solid dream. I'm telling you, something like that could happen for her. So yeah, no. Would it, would it change your opinion if she turns out to actually be the Enchantress and not Lady Loki? Yes. Okay. That would be the only thing if she was the Enchantress. Hmm. I think they've established that she is the Enchantress. It's just that this version of... Yeah, but this version of Enchantress is Loki. So. Yeah, yeah well, I kind of want to... It was uh, Agnes all along moment with her. <laughs> you know, because I want to... Ex- <laughs> That I want the executioner to turn out to have been uh, alligator uh, Loki in disguise. You know, I just want that to happen. You know. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah. Have we gone over the theory that I? I don't think we have. I saw something that I might have put it in chat about the enchantress. Heard the enchantress's nexus nexus event was wanting to be a Valkyrie. I put that in there because all that too. Um, yeah, okay. because uh, a, a personal friend of mine actually wrote that article, and when I saw it, I was okay. like, that. I was like, that's such a good theory. Like, that's that's the reason why they snatched her because she was actually wanting to be good instead of being a Loki. She wanted to be a Valkyrie. That's such a good theory. Shout out to Faye Fix Collington for writing that article on Screen Rant. So, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, even even Thor wanted to be wanted to be a Valkyrie. So why wouldn't she? He he did say that, didn't he? Yep. So yeah, not not far fetched at all. I mean, when I read the headline, I was like, "That makes so much." Who sense. who wouldn't want to hang out with Tessa Thompson? I I would want to <laughs> hang out with her. I, I'm, in, I'm in. What time? I'm in for drunken shenanigans with Valkyrie. Yes, <laughs> very much so. Yeah, Valkyrie too. That's what we're talking. About. Never mind. So I'm looking at this last parting shot before the episode ends. This castle looks like a mixture of Hogwarts and the Downton Abbey Manor. (laughs) Like, I'm just seeing everything today. But that's what it looks like. Can you imagine Loki going to Hogwarts and then Voldemort trying to fight him? That would be like the ultimate magical battle there. Or just imagine Loki walking in and instantly turning into Snape. No, I, just walking in and like slamming, like slamming doors with a flourish. And uh, I just see, I just see Voldemort getting so frustrated with Loki. Just like <laughs> <laughs> that's all I see. He's trying to fight it's him, like, and it's the most ridiculous thing keeps happening. And it's like, oh my god, 
I can. Uh, it would be like it would be like trying to. It would be. <laughs> it would be like trying to fight fight Gilderoy Lockhart. Right. Like just the sheer ridiculousness <laughs> of it. <laughs> oh, Voldemort oh, would just. Goodness. He would get so frustrated. He would just walk away. <laughs> right, just you know what, Avada Kedavra. <laughs> <I'm done. laughs> oh man, that's hilarious! All right, we got one episode left, y'all. What are we expecting to see? I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, whoever it is living in that castle, whether it be Kang, Doctor Doom, He Who Remains. You know, we'll we, we'll see. Okay, so who who is he who remains? I I know about the other two. Who is he who remains? In the comic book, he's the one they created. He's the the one they created the time the TVA in the comic books. Ah, okay. He's preparing everybody for the next universe because there's a, apparently there's a cycle. Ah, it is okay. it's it's a little weird, but it has to do with the TVA and and um. Who's not the same as the one above all, right? Uh, I don't I don't know. That's a good question. I don't think so. Because Laurie. Him, him him who remains is a, yes. is a is a different He who remains and the one above all, those two different people. Should be, yes. Yeah. Because there, there's actually it, it well, it goes outside of comic books because the Jim Butcher also uses it in the Dresden files. There's actually three. There's he who remains, he who walks behind, and there's he who walks in front. So there's three different ones. It's through mainly Norse uh, uh, mythology. And it has something to do with uh, godlike beings who are omnipotent, but they also have darker uh, dealings with um, not quite demonic, but uh, more pure evil. And they only are called to this earth when something is like a sort of like a major event like say a watcher would show up in comic books so yeah they're 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 they're, they're linked together but they're three separate entities and this time this thing we only have two mm, okay and so i just looked at one above all is the creator of the multiverse he who remains okay. is just the guy at the end of the universe getting getting us ready for the next one so basically it's a play on the crones the three sisters Got i should it. say the virgin okay. the mother and the yeah Okay. Amen. So does that answer your question, Annika? <laughs> yes and no, but it, it would lead to a whole lot more questions and we're not going to go there. Well, the, the, to, to me, the, it, for, for it to be he who remains, it would be like, it's the simplest answer. It, okay. it, it would be the right. person that built the robots that created the TVA and we'll spend the last episode trying to find out why he did it. Right. Okay. So, yeah. So, so my my Kang meter is down back down to eighty percent. <laughs> I'm right around thirty four point three. But have we heard anything in any news media or anything being released about He Who Remains? No. Okay. But I will well, say we this: We have heard about Kang the Conqueror. <laughs> yes, we have. Well, what, but I was I would say this. You remember we were talking about, I don't know if this was on the show or previous shows, but how the reason, one of the reasons Thanos got motivated to go ahead and get the, the stones was because, you know, Odin had died, the Ancient One was dead, Ego was dead. Either you all, and I were talking about we were this talking about before that. we started recording tonight. Yeah. Uh-huh. So with them out of the way, he had no one that could oppose him. 
well, here, if he who remains is killed, or, or if Loki and Sylvie stops him, then they would make it easier for Kang to come along and do what he wants to do, which is control the multiverse. Okay. True. So it could be related. Uh, God, it sounds like a theory. <laughs> it is a theory. Just go ahead and say it, Paul. It's okay. Uh, I'm going to stop right there. No, keep right. going. No, no, no. You keep can going. finish you this one out and then we'll leave you alone. I'll finish the thought. No, we I'll won't. The th- don't, don't lie. I'll finish the th- Monica, don't lie to him. You know we're going to still mess I'll with him. You can't lie to the man. I'll leave you alone. I'll uh, leave, okay. I'll leave uh, my I'll finish, to continue to pester you. I'll finish my thought. He, it, it seems like this might be clearing the path for Kang. In the same way that, you know, WandaVision kind of cleared the path for what's going to happen in um, Multi, uh, multi, uh, multiverse yeah. of madness, and yes, there you go. yeah, and and how we're getting set up for another. I guess I don't know what Sam and Bucky are gonna do, but you know whatever whatever they got cooking for those guys. I don't you know, care. They could, you know what they could have just showed us Sam and Bucky like having a whole summer full of cookouts, and I would have watched it. So <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying. Thanks. I, I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, look, do y'all want to see what my look? This is this is my 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 lock screen on my phone. Mm-hmm. I have Sam. I have look. I have Sam and Bucky on my phone. So I watch them. Anything. Oh, I'm, I'm here reciting the ABCs, and I watch it. I'm I'm here for for Bucky flirting with Sarah. I just think. <laughs> yeah, just I'm Sarah. On, I'm Bucky. Sam's yeah. Hey. <laughs> How you going? Oh, no. oh goodness! All right. Yeah, he who remains, he founded the T- he created the TVA. Okay. So that that's yeah. going to be the bad guy. Okay. So so you're calling it that's. I'm calling it that's who's behind that's, the curtain. That's going to be okay. behind the curtain. Okay. Anybody else have any guesses that they want to put forward? I said Kang. I'm sticking with Kang. Fuck it. Even though Anthony's theory is sound. And I think he's probably right. I'm going to actually stick with Kane just, just to be, just to be wrong. And since they combined the female Loki and Enchantress, they may combine He Who Remains with Kane, and it's the same oh. person. Okay. I, I mean, wouldn't Kang, put it past him. Kane is, is a master of disguise, so I mean, he he's been a lot of a lot of different people, you know. He's almost an international super spy. You know, I, I never thought of him as disguising himself. I always thought of him as like he's really into transitioning. And like, no, he's he's really into rediscovering himself and reinventing himself, and he does it over and over again. It's not Kinda really, like it's not really disguises. It's just like, okay, well now I have become this, and I am better than I was before. It's not necessarily I'm someone okay. and I'm pretending or hiding my, you know, hiding who I really am. No, he actually was Franklin Richards who became Kang, who became Immortus. He just, you know, and Mr. Griffin, he just changes who he is, not necessarily disguising himself. He evolves. So it'll be, it'll be interesting. I wouldn't be surprised if they combine Kang. And he who remains, or you know, whatever is left after he who remains becomes Kang, and we see him later. Yeah, we'll see. Okay. We have a week. That's not long. <laughs> you know what? I, you know what? I, what would really freak people out, but it's probably not going to happen. 
is if it's actually Franklin Richards in there playing with toys and shit. We're not. We're not doing. No, we're not doing that. We're not. Mm-mm, mm-mm. We're or not. Mephisto. No, I'm just playing. It's Mephisto you know confirmed. He's you coming. He's coming out. He's coming out of the stained glass window. That's and on that happening. note, that's it for our show. <laughs> You can find us online at www.fandomhybrid.com. We are on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Fandom Hybrid. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and other major podcast streaming platforms. Thanks for listening. We hope you join the conversation next time.